0: Barrett goes back to the locker room. 18 points for Barrett tonight. Hopefully, just one of those quick turns of an ankle. We'll put a lot of ice on that on the flight to San Francisco. Marcus Howard hits the free throws. McBride.
2: Shoots.
1: scoring like crazy in the G League, and that'll do it.
2: Okay. Um, the Knicks season ended tonight. Um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the effort that they came out with. Um, I don't think we need to talk about the fake comeback. I'm sure we'll talk a lot of trade stuff. Um, we're going to go over a lot tonight. The first thing that I do want to address, though, um, is – R.J. Barrett just went down with an injury in the last – or with an apparent ankle injury. Seems like he's going to be fine. He hopped up, Replay didn't look that bad. Um, I obviously have, uh, I guess at this point, <laughs> attained something of a reputation as someone who defends Tom Thibodeau to the tilt. Um, there is absolutely, absolutely no reason whatsoever. No reason. Zero reason for R.J. Barrett to be in the game uh, in that scenario. Uh, there's no excuse for it for a number of reasons. First one being, as Fred Katz tweeted out, uh, R.J. Barrett's coming off. This is his third game in four nights. Played 50 minutes on Saturday, 43 minutes yesterday. And um, obviously, it goes without saying, this game was over. And he's still in on a night that he played 35 minutes wide. Um, you know, Tibbs, it's part of his thing. Play to the buzzer, you could always learn. If you're losing, you're learning, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. Zero reason for it. Zero reason, zero reason, zero reason. It's inexcusable. Um, and it's the type of thing that you do that and your player goes down, especially, you know, and you you your reputation precedes you. And this is the stuff. Of Tibbs in the past, that like you know, no one could defend him tonight. I'm not going to defend him, say whatever you want. Um, and the other part of it, and this is a good transition into the other main theme of tonight, which is that look, second game of a back to back, fine. Uh, Denver, hardest place in the league to play, one of the hardest places in the league to play, especially coming off a game in Utah. Um, altitude, the whole thing, that's fine. Um, You know, good team that they're playing. Again, terrible matchup for them. Fine. All that's fine. The Knicks came out tonight, and not that there should have been any doubt about it, um, but in case there was any doubt about whether or not this team deserved any further investment or belief or anything from the front office, uh, absolutely none. Um, absolutely none. They made it very clear that this season is over. They're in tr- oh, yeah, you want to tell me they came out after halftime and they put forth a little bit of effort, the whole thing? Uh, fine. Whatever. I don't really care. Um, they came out like a team that was like, all right, we're going to go out there and we're going to try to hit some shots. And they did hit some shots for a while. But... From from the opening tip, there was no. This was not this was not an effort of a team who cared about winning this basketball game. Um, what does it mean? Probably nothing. <laughs> Probably nothing because I'm sure this front. I would I would guess I would hope I think that this front office was already pretty settled on the fact that like season's a dud. They tried to run it back with some upgrades without compromising the long term essentially trying to have their cake and eat it too. Now they have no cake. No, They they did not eat, and they have no cake. So that is that. Um, again, not that this game needed to be confirmation of that. Although, again, I, I kind of said it a few times tonight um, on the playback and then the Zoom. I thought they came out with really nice efforts for the most part against Memphis, against L.A., and against uh, – who the hell did they play last night? Utah. And this was just like, all right, we gave it our best shot. We're done. Um, yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see what they'll be able to pull off in the coming days. Um, I don't I don't think they're gonna be able to pull off much. Uh again, to anybody who's gonna come in tonight with the with the idea and and the mentality of like Got to get these guys off the team. Okay, so, you know, if nobody wants them, then you're talking about attaching assets to players just to get them off the team. Whereas instead, um, you can just shut them down and wait till the summer and wait till they become essentially expiring contracts. Becomes easier to move guys then. Now, what happens over the coming days and coming weeks and coming, I guess, months? Um, In terms of how much they're playing the young guys, how much more time they're giving some of these veterans, that's where it's going to get into some interesting territory if they are not able to move all or most of these guys that they want to move. And like when you start shutting guys down, when you start playing the kids more and more minutes, you know, and those are organizational decisions that um, I'll be curious to see what they do because we don't know how this front office is going to operate in that regard. Um, that's the only thing to really think about. It's, it's what are we, what are we doing the next couple of days? And then how many minutes are the kids playing over the next couple months? That's what the rest of the season is about. Um, it's not about anything else. It's not about winning games. It's not about playing spots. I don't, again, I, I, whatever, whatever they are, I don't really care. They're two games back at the 10th. I, I, I really could care less, could, or couldn't care less. Always get that wrong. Um, This team is done. Season is over. Um, Yeah. That's all there is to it. Oh, one more thing. I thought Julius Randle played a hell of a game. I want to give Julius Randle those props. I thought he played a hell of a game. I thought he came out like a guy that cared a little bit, uh, which was nice to see. Okay. Let's get to the Super Chats. I have a feeling I know where a lot of them are going to go, and that's totally fine. First comment from uh, Guy Huber then. Uh, I very much like that Tibbs' idea of small ball lineups is always just Alec Burks, LOL. All jokes aside, we aren't making trades, so what are we doing? Um, They're going to try to make – they're going to try to make trades. They're going to try to make trades. Um, I just – I don't know what they're going to be able to do. Um, It's about – seeing are you an organization that can foster positive development like their whole thing has been development through accountability right development through accountability everybody out there is trying 100 percent every possession because we're trying to win every game so if you get in it's because you earned your minutes and that's a positive now with the season is kind of being over and the games are not going to matter Can you maintain that same accountability for when these kids play? That's the question. That's going to be a tougher test for Tibbs because he's never really been in a situation like this other than, I guess, his first year in Minnesota. Um, You know, we'll see. Uh, Danny Gardner, why the hell was RJ in the game there? You just pulled three guys and he has played 125 minutes the last three nights. Uh, No good reason. Zero good reason. I have no response. I have no response. No defense, no nothing. Robert Cross, first time, long time, John. Good to see you, Robert. Is it fair and reasonable to say that the bottom is going to fall out now that 53 wins is a lost cause? Hashtag 51 wins. I mean, look, you never know. You never know. That uh, that 27-game winning streak is right around the corner. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody asked me like a week or two ago, right? Like, over under 35 wins. And I was like, that's an easy under for me. Um, I, I, I think at this point, like a 32, 33 win season is probably what you're looking at. Um, could it be worse than that? Sure. Could it be better? Sure. It could be better. But, you know, again, if they go for 34 wins, that means they're going, um, What is it? what would that be? 34 and 48. So that would be, 10 and 19. No, excuse me. That would be 10 and 17. Are we sure this team could go 10 and 17? I don't know about that. Um, Yeah, but that's what I'm looking at. Um, God bless the ping pong balls. Chad Cohen. Good game from Julius tonight. All things considered, but let's pray. RJ is fine. Indeed. I think he looked okay. I love Tibbs, but why leave him in if taking out uh, the others? No reason. No reason for it. RJ Barrett's your future. RJ Barrett's your best player. You don't do that. You don't do that. That's, that's a – I don't know if it was brain fart on his part. You know, it's not a brain fart, though, because we know Tibbs doesn't have brain farts. Everything is intentional. Everything is intentional. There are no accidents. He was in there because he's like – he believes – that 48 minutes of every game is time again. If you're not winning, you're learning. Well, this is where that mentality could come back to bite you. And you if you want to point to the fact that that mentality has been part of the issue this season, I'm I'm not going to say that you're wrong, um but you know, I think there were there were some other issues. D Black at a mile at mile high they find at a mile high they find rock bottom. There you go. Good good line. Hashtag thirty three wins. Um, uh, Sidebox, what's going on, Sidebox? Uh, your message got retracted, um, so I can't see it, unfortunately. Um, so if you want to let Andrew know um, what you said, uh, I will. I will uh, read it. Um, okay, Lucas, what's going on, Lucas? Macri. Another Aussie fan here. Love the show. Longtime listener. First time catching you live. Ha. Ah, um, thank you for joining. I hope, uh, I wish it was a better circumstance. Kemba stinks. RJ's the future. Go next. Yeah. So a word on Kemba Walker. I never want to see Kemba Walker play another minute for this basketball team ever again for as long as I live. And I say that in full knowledge that much of Kemba Walker's struggles this season are not necessarily Kemba Walker's fault. Uh, Kemba Walker is used to playing a certain style. Uh, that style. I don't know if that style in the way he wanted to play it was ever going to be a reality here, given the makeup of the team and given his health. But, for as much as we could praise Julius for a good game tonight, Julius was also very resistant to adjusting and making it easier for Kemba to play how he wanted to play. But by the same token, Kemba was resistant to doing the things that made it more feasible for him to, you know, be be more of a lesser guy on the total pole. It's every, everybody's at fault: uh, front office, coach, players, everybody. Um, it hasn't worked. I understand why they did it. If a guy like Kemba Walker becomes available, you sign him in the situation. The Knicks were in, you sign him. It has not worked. So here we are. Let's move on. You want to shut him down for the rest of the season, shut him down for the rest of the season. If you can't find a trade partner, that's fine. I just don't want to see him play basketball for this team again. Um, slacker hero. RJ, last four games, 38, 49, 42, and now 35 minutes. Now possibly hurt. Completely inexcusable the way Tibbs pushes these guys to the limit. Again, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'll, I'll defend the minutes in the other games because they needed them Tonight, no reason to be in there. No reason any of the starters should have been back in there. I don't really give a shit about the fake comeback, whatever it got down to. 14 points or just no. Come on. Just no. Worse. I mean, you could argue that it would be worse if Julius gets, hurts, gets hurt because he's in a four-year, $117 million extension. Shit. Uh, Michael Morando, worst officiated game of the season. Also, what did Deuce do these permanently cemented on the bench? Yeah, that came up at halftime. A couple people were like, if, uh, if Tibbs doesn't put Deuce in to play prominent minutes in the second half, that's a final straw. I was like, look, Kim is going to start the half because he's – like, it's the eve of the trade deadline. They're not going to, like, you bench him at halftime. It's basically, like, you could start him out of the halftime. Um, I would have liked to see Deuce more. I really am going to be very curious to see how many minutes he gets over the course of the rest of the season. Um, I'm happy to trust the organization in that they feel good. Development has been going on with whatever they've been doing with Deuce, sending him to the G League, practice this, that, and the other thing. He keeps he practices hard, according to Tibbs. But at this point, whether it's last twenty five games, last twenty games, last fifteen, hopefully it's more than that. Like I'd be again, I'd be fine if they started him coming out of the uh, coming out uh, out in Golden State. I wouldn't mind that at all. Um. See what the kids got. Um, See what the kids got. As far as the officiating, I don't – you know, I – yeah, it was poorly officiated, but, like, come on. Show some effort. Um, Ryan Huang, Commander Macri, is that you? We need you to drive this tank. It's full of veterans on their way to get souped. I love – I love that we're using soup as a verb. Hurry, Kemba and Noel are expiring. Um, I mean, again, the Knicks have the – the fourth hardest schedule maybe now it went down to like the fifth hardest schedule in the league. Um, oh by the way, Tim says he doesn't have an in- update on the on the Barrett injury other than that it's an ankle. Tim's on why he brought Barrett back into the game. He sat most of the fourth we got it down to 13 and we wanted to see if we could make a run. Okay, great. there was how many seconds left in the game at that point. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Or if it is an excuse, it's not one that I care to hear. Um, Sean Hardy. What's going on, Sean? It's good to see you. We didn't know it then, but those home losses to Orlando were a harbinger for the season. This is the worst possible outcome for this year. Sickening. I would agree Well, no, I'm not going to agree. Like, if you range all the outcomes from, like, 1 to 10, this is probably in, like, the 2 to 4 range, and i put it a little higher than 0 because RJ, I do think, like, here's the worst outcome. If RJ regressed, right? If RJ regressed, if, like, Mitch regressed, if Grimes was a dud, Um, Pretty much everything else though Was worst case scenario Chemistry, worst case scenario Uh, Randall, worst case scenario Kemba, worst case scenario Fournier eh, Fournier was a worst case scenario But this is like The fit is worst case scenario Um, Obi and quickly You know A little little bit worse than middle Right So all that considered um, Now They could have made it worse by pulling off like a a Halliburton-type trade today in which they were the ones sending off like R.J. Barrett for some player. That would have also been worst-case scenario. Again, so again, are we grading against like a normal NBA team or are we grading against Knicks' team's past? That's probably the difference between like a 2 and a 4 or a 3 and a 5. Whatever it is, it's not good. All the good vibes from last year are gone. Um, what can this front office do in the next 24 hours? And what can this team do in the next 20 um, however many games they have left to to try to rescue this and get some of those good vibes back? I believe they can do it, but let's see what they could do. Um, Dan Hidalgo. Learning that this was an under 500 team was surprising being order, borderline unwatchable, not something I saw coming, hoping Tibbs isn't losing the locker room. Listen, again, I'm. I think there are different gradients of, like, <laughs> why or different reasons for, like, why. Like, to me, tonight was basically, like, a group of guys that were – it was up to them to prove – to the front office, this was more – to me, this was more about like proving to the front office like, hey, we still believe in each other to the point that we want to we want to give it one last go at this thing as opposed to we've tuned out the coach. Um, I could be wrong on that. I think, again, the last 20-some-odd games are going to tell us a lot about where this – team is with this coach and I think it's going to be interesting because at this point where the season is at I don't think that there's any excuse for anything less than maximum effort for here on in because if you are, if we are watching guys over these last uh, 20, 20 something games give less than max effort then those guys should not be playing which falls on the coach if the guys that are playing do not give max effort and they are the guys that theoretically should be playing, that also falls on the coach. got to get guys to play hard um, down the stretch of a season like this. I don't think he's lost the locker room. We'll see. In terms of them being unwatchable, you know, they lost their ethos as a team Um, with the personality issues and the locker room issues and the moves they made. Uh, It's unfortunate but true. Uh, 27 games left, by the way, uh, Jason M what's Leon going to do with Tibbs? Tibbs is not going to just start playing the kids. Does Leon have the balls to put Tibbs in his place? I, I don't know if, if I would say Tibbs is not going to play the kids. I think Tibbs, I think Tibbs is a little bit more willing to play ball than you guys, than you, than you might imagine. Um, I could be wrong on that. I certainly don't say that with complete conviction, but I think, again, Tibbs knows this is his last, this is his last shot. So, you know, he's, he's not a stupid man. He's a stubborn man. He's not a stupid man. So we'll see how he reconciles those two things. Um, Alex, what's going on, Alex? Kenny Atkinson, Johnny Bryant, or Mike Woodson next year? The question should be self-explanatory. Tibbs is trying to get himself fired at this point. I mean, look, I obviously don't agree with that. I still think Tibbs could be the coach of this team. Uh, to answer your question, though, Johnny Bryant is be will be the next coach of this team. Um, I do not think that that will happen next year. Um, again, yeah, uh, well, whatever. T- tonight's not the the night to mount a Tibbs defense, but it is what it is. Kevin Danishevsky, I know you're a Tibbs defender, but do you think they need to get guys off the team so he doesn't play them? I.e., trade Kemba, A. B. Noel for a paperclip. Again, I think that they would trade Noel Noel for a paperclip. I think that they would trade Kemba Walker for a paperclip. I think the issue is that teams are going to be asking for paperclips back. Burks, you could trade. The other two. So what do you do if you're the front office? Do you do you pay a tax? Do you give up a second round pick to offload Kemba Walker or to offload Nerlens Noel? Or do you just shut them shut them down and then revisit trading them in the offseason? I agree with you, by the way. These guys have no business playing basketball for this team in the rest of the year. None. Zero. Um so. You know, if that's happening and they're playing, then there's a problem. Uh, Hush Zoo, hashtag 53 losses. What would 53 losses be? 53 losses would be uh, 29 and 53. So that would be 5 and 22. I don't think they have 5 and 22 in them. I don't think they have 5-22 and in them. Um, Tanks have revved up, ready to go. Tired of the IQ point guard experiment for now. I actually thought IQ played a few minutes where he looked like himself in the second half when he wasn't trying to be a point guard, when he was just trying to be Emmanuel quickly. And that was great to see. Um, I want to see him back in his off-ball role or secondary ball handler. Yeah, the problem is Derrick Rose got injured. So, you know, you had to play him at point guard. Uh, Hasn't worked great. Probably for the be- probably good for him, but hasn't worked. Uh one more from Kevin. I think I'm getting to the point where I'm done with the Knicks and need to utilize my league pass. <laughs> any suggestions on under the radar teams to check? I mean, uh there's a lot of fun teams in the league. A lot of fun teams. Um in terms of under the radar though, I don't know that any of these like bad losing teams are particularly fun to watch, other than the Thunder. Thunder could be a fun watch. Um, Danny Gardner, what's going on again, Danny? Thanks again, uh, for, for joining and contributing. I love Tibbs, but if I have to keep watching him call multiple timeouts in the first six minutes of the first third while leaving the same lineup on the floor, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that is a sign that things are broken. If your multiple timeouts in the third quarter are not changing things, you need to change other things. I, I will again Lean on Kemba. Just such a weird season. Tibbs showed his cards, moved Kemba from the rotation, brought him back when he had no other choice because he had no other players. Kemba played extremely well up until he got hurt. He was hurt. He was out. And by the time he came back, it was 10 or what, about 10 games left until the trade deadline. And at that point it's like, all right, let's give it the best shot. Um, Did Tibbs really want to? Was it partially the front office? I can't answer those questions, but let us judge from now moving forward. No reason to continue moving forward with this experiment. Um, And that's, you know, Who's the other sub we want to see? It's not Randall. It's not RJ. Um, You know, Fournier is a little bit tougher. I don't think you could just kind of completely abandon Fournier at this point, especially since like Fournier has been a big issue. I was obviously beyond frustrated with him last night, but he – I mean, he's a guy that hits shots, usually, and they need that, so I, I don't know. And then, you know, the center usually has been fine.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
4: Hey guys, quick break to tell you about a big game promo from our friends at Underdog Fantasy. This week, Underdog is offering a special line in their pick'em lobby for this Sunday. Joe Burrow over-under one, yes, one passing yard. Pair this special line with one other correct over-under pick, and you could turn $25 into $75 in a single super game. Let's go over my betting slip for this Sunday's game. I've got the Joe Burrow line of over one passing yard. I went Matthew Stafford over 39.5 for longest completion. I went Cooper Cup over in receiving yards at 107.5. I went Odell Beckham for over 22.5 for longest completion. And lastly, Jamar Chase over .5 receiving touchdowns. Note that a pick'em slip has to have at least two teams involved. So if you take the Joe Burrow line of over one passing yard, a pick two slip would need a Los Angeles player in it as well. Sign up with the code film school and underdog will double your initial deposit with up to a hundred dollars in bonus cash. Again, sign up with the code film school and underdog will double your initial deposit with up to a hundred dollars in bonus cash. Enjoy the big game this weekend with our friends at underdog fantasy.
2: Hannibal uh, miles. So Jules played well, and the Knicks are still struggling. Will this fall on Tibbs? Are we going to see another Larry Brown situation? I Larry Brown situation was very different from what's going on here. Um, th- again, this was a collective non compete on the defensive end. Um, I take it as. Again, a team that was tired and did not choose to find the extra something within them. Um, I don't – like, this loss falls on everybody. Moving forward, we'll see. Uh, Matt, Aussie Knicks fan. uh, What's going on, my man? Played defense like it was the All-Star weekend game. (laughs) It's a good game. It's a good one. Uh, I hope RJ's Okay. Keen for the KFS streams prior to the trade deadline. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate it. We always appreciate you in here, chiming in, contributing, uh, as we do with everybody. Yeah, we're, we're excited. for. So we're going to do tomorrow. Uh, the stream is for um, uh, 7 o'clock. And then we'll do live uh, for the trade deadline at 2 p.m. on Thursday. So I hope everybody joins us for that. I hope we have something good to talk about. Uh, Sidebox. Can the fire Tibbs crowd eject themselves into space? Uh, What's saying fans want to eat through yet another coach? It's personnel, plain and simple. I mean, yeah, again, this was not Tibbs' best night. Uh, this was You could argue this was his worst night of the season, at least. But I, I will maintain – again, this is – first of all, you don't fire a coach in the middle of the season. Let's get that out of the way. You assess the season on its face – after 82 games and you look at things big picture and you see, okay, where are we at? Many jobs that a head coach has. Um, I have no interest in trying to figure out if another coach, not yet at least, can get Tibbs, can get to the, the team to the place where Tibbs has gotten them acknowledging his imperfections, as I did in this weekend's podcast. Um, I, he's a known commodity. And for this season, for this team right now, I feel like that is still valuable, even as the season has gone off the rails. Um, but again, to like... It's funny. I was looking at the list today that came out earlier um, of the 15 greatest head coaches of all time. Um, and, you know, a few Knicks coaches on there, came here, didn't do so well. Again, these are the greatest head coaches of all time. Uh, Tibbs, at least, has shown you that he can come here and do well. Uh, this personnel is not fit. Part, part of that's on him, but it's, it's, it's on the personnel. Um, Lunas, am I right? What's going on, Lunas. Think Tibbs becoming a bigger fan of Cam because of his defensive versatility off the bench early a few times. Good luck tonight with Tibbs' stuff. Inexcusable. RJ was in. Yeah, it was inexcusable. Um, Is he a fan of Cam? I mean, Cam, my God. He had Mike Breen saying he put up a terrible shot tonight. I agree with you on the defensive versatility that there's some – he could do some things, but, like, that's a – you know what Cam reminds me of, to be honest with you? And it's funny because – the similar same two teams made a trade. Cam reminds me where he's at right now. A little bit of where Tim Hardaway Jr. was at when the and Cam's more talented. But where Tim Hardaway Jr. was at when the Knicks traded him to the Hawks and the Hawks took one look at him. and He was like, holy shit, you can go back down to the G League. We're going to get you. We're going to break you down completely and try to build you back up. And then they built him up just enough time for the Knicks to make him that, uh, you know, offer and restricted free agency. I feel like there's maybe the Knicks are now in a position where they almost need to break Cam back down. Um, I I don't know. Uh, Oh, shoot. Andrew just told me we we moved the live stream to six for tomorrow night. Sorry. Tomorrow night, six o'clock, not seven o'clock. Um, my bad. Um, okay. Um, Jason, a what's going on, Jason? Um, Julius has quietly put on a great three game run over this road trip. I completely agree. What's the ceiling on a Birch trade return? He's struggling playing the most amount of minutes in nine years and out of position. He is, but I do think, that another team can look at this and say that there's still a guy that can help us. Here's the problem. He doesn't help you enough that you're getting back any kind of a, or doesn't help a team enough that a team is going to give up any kind of a real asset to get him. Is there a team out there that I'm sure you can get a second round pick for Alec Burks? Absolutely. Absolutely, you can get a second round pick for Alec Burks. Maybe not a good one, but you could get one. That I don't believe. I don't believe is the priority at this point for Alec Burks or an Alec Burks trade. I believe the priority for an Alec Burks trade is attach him to either Nerlands or Walker or I guess Fournier. I, I again, I, I have a little bit of a tougher time reading the Fournier trade market. Um, The goal is to attach him to those guys just to get off that money. What I've been trying to wrap my mind around over the last few days, or not wrap my mind around, what I've been trying to find over the last few days is ways to use Burks to get off of Walker or to get off of Noel and bringing back expiring money. The issue is that there really isn't any obvious expiring money to bring back. Like, you could give me Phoenix. Again, we've we've talked about all these scenarios before. Give me Phoenix with Saric. Give me Utah with Ingles. Or you could go the other direction and talk about one of these losing teams, like with Orlando with Gary Harris. Um, You know, Detroit has some expiring money. But, again, those teams are not paying for Alec Burks to help them. At that point, you might as well just package Noel and Walker together and pay the tax it really is going to be interesting what they're able to do. You know, do the Knicks want to take back like non-expiring money that isn't maybe great for, for, for Burks. And again, one of these other guys, Um, they're really in a tough scenario. They're really in a tough scenario in terms of like, just figuring out a place for, these guys to go, because who the hell would want them? I don't know. Uh, Sean Hardy, what's going on again, Sean? It's good to see you, as always. Um, More and more, I think about where we would be now if we finished 31 and 41 last year instead of 41 and 31. Last year was a gift and a curse. I mean, I wouldn't trade last year for anything. I think it's less about the final record and more about, they played well enough for long enough that they could justify the Derrick Rose trade to themselves. And then once Rose came and the level of play rose up, the notion of moving Randall, because that really that's where you're talking about what you're talking about, Sean, the pivot point, the the fork in the road was trading Randall, right? Because, like, again, the, the moves they made this offseason, like, who gives a shit? Like, again, they, they're going to have trouble moving these guys or not getting anything back. Like, the, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Like, there's no move that they could have made this offseason that I'm, like, heartbroken about. Like, yes, DeMar DeRozan would look a lot better than the guys they signed. Is he materially altering the, the, the future of this team? No. For me, it's about the trading Randall versus the not trading Randall. And it was the winning, especially after the Rose trade, that made that made that made that a non possibility. If they didn't win as many games and maybe they don't make the rose trade or they make the rose trade, it doesn't go as well, whatever. Do they move Randall or what do they get back for Randall? How many games did they win the rest of the last year? Do they get a higher pick? Like what is that higher pick? What does this season look like? It, it's so many what ifs. It's so many what ifs. Um I don't know. Let's see where it ends up. Let's see what this front office could do. Um, okay. As, as, uh, the super chat recycles itself, uh, I will get back to the top here. Um, thank you by the way, everybody in here, terrible game. Um, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm picking it up with Brian Benjamin, um, Andrew, if there is someone's comment before Brian, let me know. Tibbs left Rose in during the game, which was in the bag. And that injury affected his career. Tibbs is one avoidable ACL injury away from never being a head coach again. He's lucky he was only minor. Um, I mean, I, I don't even think like, again, this is his last shot. He's never getting another head shot, uh, uh, another shot to coach an NBA team. I mean, again, maybe he goes and he's an an assistant somewhere and he takes over his intro. Like, if he gets fired from this job, that's it. That's that's – and I don't even know if I see Tibbs as an assistant anywhere. You know? We'll see. Stevens-Guyame, Denver takes us behind the woodshed every time we meet. Yes. Terrible matchup for us. Yes. Nothing else to say. Yeah, it is a terrible – but again, 83 points in the first half is 83 points in the first half. I think Vork tweeted it out. It's the second most points the Knicks have given up in a first half, like ever. Um, you know, it's effort. It's effort. Um, it's effort. Um, okay. Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? It's great to see you on the playback um, and on the on the halftime tonight. Putting RJ back in was the worst. Yes. I love that kid. And Tibbs is wrong putting him back. And any starters back in completely agree. On playback tonight, you were right. Things have seemed off since the season started. I mean, I I don't know. I'm going to write a thing for tomorrow's newsletter that is not going to be a traditional newsletter. Um, it's a little too early to do a post-mortem on this season. But you could tell. You could tell from the opening tip. This from Robert Cross, serious talk. Is it possible that Tibbs could let – could be let go if the bottom does fall out, noting the culture talk in tonight's playback? Again, I would be shocked if Tibbs doesn't make it to next season. I'd be shocked. It's possible. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. I'd be shocked, though. I'd be shocked. I think – I think he'll get next year, and then we'll go from there. Um, the 1JP, it must be draining to read these chats after a loss. No, it's therapeutic for me, to be honest with you. I appreciate the effort that people come in with in what they want to talk about, and obviously I appreciate the contributions, but like this stuff helps me process these games. And... Um, I need the help because it isn't always easy to process these games. Um, I think a lot of fans need to cut back their expectations for this team moving forward because they just aren't in it this season. Yeah, I, I, I would hope most fans are understandable of the fact that uh, the season is over. Um, but we'll you know we'll we'll see. Um, so Brian Benjamin. Okay, this is a two-parter. Um, I question Tibbs coaching. We're getting killed and there's zero energy and McBride plays 51 seconds? Question mark. Now we're going to go to part two. Um, yes, uh, I wanted to see more of McBride. I think you're going to get a lot of McBride down the stretch of the season. I think this was, again, last trade before the trade deadline game. Um, I did not think – didn't think he was going to bench come out of the half. Uh, Would have loved to see more of McBride. We have to watch quickly jack up shots, but Deuce is a real point guard and killing it in the G League, rots on the bench. I don't care about the G League stuff. He's not really a real point guard. He's a combo guard. That's why he wasn't drafted higher. If he was a true point guard, he would have been drafted in the first round. Um, Could he become a real point guard? Maybe. Is he more of a real point guard than quickly? Yes. Does quickly – is quickly better served just being quickly instead of trying to be something that quickly isn't. Yes. Um, all of those things are true. I appreciate their investment in trying to give quickly reps as a point guard. Um, should they continue? Maybe. Um, Regardless, does McBride deserve minutes on this team moving forward? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this is from Lunas MRI. Um, What's your reaction to the Halley trade? Also, a percentage chance or odds for each as for who's the Knicks starting point guard next year? Oh, this is a fun question. Um, my reaction to the Halley trade is... Great trade for, great trade for Indiana. I know, But, you know, they gave up a really good player, and it's a bonus. But for where they're at as an organization, to get Tyrese Halliburton in that deal, where I understand they're taking on Buddy Hield and the whole thing, like, if you're going to do an organizational reset, do it around Halliburton, Duarte. You're going to be able to flip, uh, uh, I was going to say Brunson, you're gonna be able to flip um the fuck's the guy's name. I'm 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 this is what kind of a year it's been. Um, Brogdon. Brogdon. You're gonna be able to flip Brogdon this summer. Um, you know, maybe they, they like the kid they got out of Kentucky, the the center Jackson. Um great chance for an organizational reset. Uh, maybe they could sign a trade warren this summer. You know, maybe resign Turner and try to. You know, Turner's young enough that you could talk yourself into that. It's a great trade for them. It's a great organizational reset. They're going to get a nice pick too, because they're going to keep losing games. Um, as for Sacramento, um, <laughs> um, I, I, I appreciate that Demonis Sabonis is a really good player. This is not the direction that I would have gone in if I was them. I would have. I would have traded. I would have traded Fox, and traded Barnes. Maybe they still trade Barnes. I just, you know, speaks to what their organizational priorities are. Um, So, uh, Andrew just put a poll in the the chat. Uh, Should you get those likes up? Yes or hell yes? Uh, We appreciate the likes. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. Um, I should really ask for more likes throughout this. I just am more concerned with, I don't know this friggin' team. Um, okay. Uh, in terms of, oh, wait a minute. Um, Andrew, can you put the, can you put the pin comment about which of the four point guards back up? Cause I think that was a really good question. I want to finish answering that question. Get that back up. I'll, um, I'll continue to, where the hell am I here? Okay. Why is my, sorry, my, my chat's being not very nice. How the, I have to get rid of this poll. Cause it's, it's like, I can't scroll up. Um, sorry, Andrew. Um, okay. Uh, this from Jessica on a positive note, Luna, So I'm going to get, we're going to back to the, your question. Once Andrew pins it again on a positive note, Sims had a great game. Randall played a good game. I don't expect to see any trades before the deadline, but I hope I'm wrong. I expect to see a trade. I just wonder, is it going to be Burks for like a second or is it going to be Burks and someone for what? That's where I'm at. I don't expect to see Randall traded before the deadline. I agree Randall had a very nice game and I loved what we saw from Sims tonight. Okay, back to Lunas's question. Who's the next starting point guard next year? The choices are um, Brunson, Fox, Sexton, Rose, or other. Put a percentage chance on each. My percentage chance for Fox would be like, Under 5%, like 3% because of the Sabonis trade today. Um, Sexton, if the Knicks trade for him at the deadline, I'd put it at like 100% chance. If the Knicks don't trade for him at the deadline, I'd put it at like a 5% chance. Um, Brunson, so I'll go... I don't think they would. I don't think they're going to start the season with Rose. I think they would sooner start the season with like quickly or Deuce or something or a draft pick as the starter and bring Rose off the bench. So I'll give Brunson like fifty percent, uh, other like thirty five percent, and the other three guys like fifteen percent. But I think there's a very. I think there's a real. Of course, there's a real chance. Brunson's a starting point guard next year. Um, the only other guy that I'll say is I think Brogdon, especially after the trade today, like I don't know what the Pacers would be looking for for Brogdon, but I could see Brogdon being the starting point guard of this team. Um, Kevin, with one more uh, answer, of course you do. It's a second rounder. Uh, I think you're referring to um, the uh, Burke's point. Um, Alex, what is Scott Perry's status? Uh, other than that, he hasn't been traveling with the team. As Mark Berman has noted, I, I can't tell you. Everyone is reporting the front office has phased him out. Do you expect a new GM to be in place after the season? Um, I don't think he's phased out. I think it's notable that they have been more than willing to allow him to explore other opportunities. I don't think like his voice has fallen out of favor. I don't, I personally don't think his voice ever really carried a ton of weight since Leon came, came on. I think he was a voice. Um, I've reported in the past. He's a great systems guy. He's good organizationally in terms of like keeping his draft stuff straight. I don't know, 50-50. We'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, okay. Kevin Danishevsky, with one more. Just want to reiterate that we missed Quentin Grimes. We did miss Quentin Grimes. We missed him last night missed him tonight. I really want to see him and Deuce play meaningful minutes down the stretch. That defensive backcourt man. Yeah, 100%. I would love to see them. Um, I would love to see a lot of minutes with Deuce quickly and Grimes together. Um, I love the three of them defensively. Um, maybe with RJ as a small ball four, that'd be fun. Um, I'm all for that. Uh, you, JD, you might be able to get Sexton's restricted free agency rights for Burks and the Mavs pick. I don't know, just thinking outside the box here, since options are slim. I think that is, I would be a little surprised if the Cavs did that move. I just, if you're the Cavs, you just traded away a first round pick. So now you're going to trade for a lower first round pick. I don't know if that's where their priority is. That's the problem. It's like, you look at all these trade partners and if you're the Cavs, like, Honestly, I'd rather have Colin Sexton's restricted free agency rights than like Dallas's 2023 second and Alec Burks. But is that the sort of trade that the Knicks should be looking at? Yeah. But again, do you want to do you want to give up that first? Like we we were told uh, or was reported, I think by Jake Fisher today that the Knicks were in on. Um, uh, Karis Levert until the end and were willing to offer a first round pick. I'm assuming the Dallas pick was the pick that they were willing to offer because they probably see Burks or uh, um, uh, Levert as a guy who could help them now and like help them moving forward and who they'd be comfortable extending and the whole thing. Uh, like that's the type of trade I'm sure they'd love to do. Can they do it? I don't know if they could pull it off. Uh, Anthony Six, though, what's going on, Anthony? It is incorrect to assume this regime was always building towards 2023 free agency. Rough as it may get, it's best to make no moves over parallel moves and ensure endure storms. Build a respectable cast of role players. Um, it's not about 2023 free agency. It's about setting your up, setting yourself up to trade for a star whereabouts the summer of 2023 maybe it happens earlier maybe it happens the next trade deadline but like putting yourself in that position um so I think that's more more what it's about and like I just think they were trying to keep the good vibes going and it didn't work they did a they did a bad job um Anthony Taylor the season is done no disagreement. Um, do you think we could have gotten Halliburton for Randall and the Mavs pick? No. Um, I think the the Knicks would have happily done that trade. Um, and I don't. I think the the Kings wanted Sabonis. Is that too much to give up? No, 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 no. I I Randall and Randall for. Halliburton or Randall and like a, a salary for Halliburton and healed. Even if you have to throw the Mavs pick in there, I think you do that trade, uh, 10 times out of 10, if you're the Knicks, that's not too much to give up. Um, and I don't like how, uh, I don't like healed and I don't like his salary. Um, I meant the first part about, about 2023 as a question. Okay. Um, let me go back to Anthony's comment. Um, yeah, I, Mm-hmm. so just going back to anthony's comment what what did it, what would what, what would have been the better move i think the the right move was to try to keep the good vibes without compromising future flexibility i think they tried to do that i think they failed um i don't necessarily think the better move would have been to just pivot right to like a tank off of last season like I, I, I that that never made any sense to me okay um, I think that's, uh, no, we got a couple more. Sorry. I missed a few. Okay. Uh, one that I'm going to like reading, um, shout out to Theo Pinson. This comment from, uh, Michael Morando. Kema for Theo Pinson. Go, go. Yeah. I would love that. Unfortunately, I don't think the Mavs want to trade Theo Pinson for Kemba Walker right now. Uh, and then Jason M, if the season is over, then why not trade Derrick Rose? I brought it up. A week or two ago in the newsletter. I mean, what can you get for him? Is it worth it to trade Derrick Rose for a second-round pick? I don't know about that. I think Derrick Rose has a lot of value on a number of fronts. He makes your your young players better. Makes your locker room better. I think he's just a helpful guy to have around. Um... By the way, Julius Randle, when asked about Tom Thibodeau playing starters a bunch of minutes, says he's happy to play 48 minutes if that's what his coach wants. I got Tibbs back 100%, he adds. Um, okay, that's good. All righty, that is it. Um, thank you, everybody. These are late nights, and these are, quite frankly, just annoying nights. Um With how the team performed, with how the season has gone, with just a lot of the stuff swirling around. I appreciate you being here. We all appreciate you being here. And, uh, again, thank you, everybody who contributed, chimed in, chat, the whole thing. Uh, Don't forget, check us out tomorrow, live stream, 6 p.m., me and Jeremy um, talking, hopefully, rumors, trades, whatever. And then live 2 o'clock on Thursday.